Hey, Bitch Talkers. Today we're bringing you CAM Festival and Exhibitions Director Tui Tran. But before we do, we just want to let you know that we are super excited to be a part of CAM Fest again this year in 2023. And we are partnering up with them on a couple of events. One of them is Directions and Sound, Fanny and Friends, which is on the 20th of May. It's free and it's at the Yerba Buena Gardens in San Francisco. The other event is Jeanette Lee versus, which is May 14th at the Great Star Theater in San Francisco. So head to campfest.com to check their schedule and check our socials for more opportunities to be a part of CampFest. Welcome to Bitch Talk. I'm your host, Aaron, here with my co-host, Ange, a.k.a. Captain Party, and our producer, Shar. And over the last 10 years, we've been elevating marginalized voices through interviews and events. Sometimes over a glass of whiskey. But if you're thirsty for more bitches, find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram. A big thank you to 48 Hills and our listeners for voting us Best of the Bay Best Podcast in 2022. And now, on with the show. We are here Zooming in live with the CAM Festival and Exhibitions Director, Tui Tran. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Here we are, Friday morning. Here we are, messy, <laughs> messy AF. Uh, <laughs> I love it. So, Tui, how about you introduce our audience to what CAM Fest is? Yes, CAMFest is one of the largest showcases for Asian and Asian American talent in film, food, and music. Formerly, we're called the San Francisco International Asian American Film Festival. We rebranded in 2013 to include and expand uh, more programming around uh, food and music and ideas. And and I've been I've been in this position for. Um, uh, going into my second year now, second festival, and we're expanding even more into the the food and music realm. So really excited to talk to you all about these programs. Yes, it is really, really exciting. And I, unlike my co-host, I've not had the honor of meeting you in person yet. So can you give us just a little bit of context on where you're from and how you landed at CAM? Yes, I came from Vietnam. <laughs> I, was born, <laughs> I, was, I was born there. I was born in Vietnam. <laughs> we're going to go all the way back. Love it. I, was I could Vietnam. talk about Vietnam for hours. Let's go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. So for the fifth time, I was born in Vietnam, um, came to America when I was about five. Um, my family were a part of um, the refugee boat people. Uh, and we landed uh, in Massachusetts, of all places. And, you know, as, as it goes, uh, we had uh, my uncle was there. And so he sponsored us over. And I grew up on Cape Cod actually, oh. which is, I know, yeah. so weird. Um, very <laughs> That's really a thing. <laughs> that is a thing. Uh, I know, Cape Cod. We were like the only Vietnamese family there. Um, and I mean, there was like maybe like two or three other Asian kids in my school, uh, but grew up in a very homogenous community. All the meanwhile, very Vietnamese at home. Um, and so it's just, you know, that dichotomy is just so weird. And when I, I went off to college and became even more involved with the Asian American community, um, I came out to the Bay Area in 2015, actually to work um, at CAM. 
um, <laughs> as the guest services and travel coordinator for Camp Fest, um, left to pursue other projects and, and recently came back as the festival director um, last year. Um, and so here we are. Um, I've been uh, producing um, events and experiences to elevate Asian American and BIPOC narratives for about a decade now. Um, so much of my curatorial process is very collaborative, um, really wanting to bring in multiple community partners, uh, filmmakers, and really diving deep into that creative process um, and, and, and really trying to build out experiences that are not to sound redundant, but experiential, um, mm -hmm. having multiple access points um, for audiences on a financial level, yes, and also just, just different ways of experiencing things. And so with Camp Fest, you know, we have films, we have food, we have music. And so just breaking each of those down and thinking how we could um, reimagine re or reinvent gathering in these multiple spaces and using each of these. Uh, I mean, it's just very, we're just moving into a very multidisciplinary space right now. And it feels really exciting for us. Yeah, I was really excited at the launch party. Um, and I know you and I chatted for a bit. And I know that you had told me you're not quite there in terms of um, programming to what Cam was before the pandemic. But it feels like y'all are doing a lot. So can you <laughs> can you talk further about the a lot that you're doing? Not only just screenings, obviously. I mean, that's a little bit of the core, right? But there's, there's multiple... Um, experiences, food. Can you maybe deep dive into those experiences? Yeah, thanks, Erin. So yeah. after that conversation with you, I <laughs> went back and counted the number of, of programs that we did in 2019. And we had about 53. This year, we actually have 55 plus. So we're, uh, <laughs> I know, I know, we're more, we're more, <laughs> more than pretty You're extra. We're extra. I know we're overachieving right now. Um, and and, and so it's just, I know, and so just the scope of this festival is huge. Um, and it's just, you know, and, and I know numbers or whatever, but but it really does kind of put that into perspective for us, just how, how much we're putting out there, how much talent, how much Asian American talent is there and that our Bay Area community can experience this all at once. Um, in terms of programming, yes, uh, we have lots of music offerings. Of course, everyone is excited about Fanny. Uh, Fanny is uh, the first all-female rock band um, to um, have an album with a record label. Um, they were started by uh, Filipina-American sisters and, and their friends um, in Sacramento. Um, and, and really they wanted, they, you know, they had the, the two sisters, Jean and June Millington, Millington and their friend, Brie Darling. Um, June and Jean had, were born in, in the Philippines, uh, came over to, to Sacramento with their, their family, and they were just trying to fit in at school. And they, with, I think they did a performance and, and everyone just thought it was amazing. And they realized this is it. This is how we're going to make friends. It's through mm -hmm. our music. And, and mm -hmm. it just kind of, and that music really just became a lifestyle for them. And it really propelled them to performing all over the country. They became, um, uh, they met all of these amazing musicians at the time. They became one of the um, most well-known bands in the 60s and 70s. But their story has just been buried until now. I did not, I had no, I was today years old when I learned about painting, <laughs> you know, it's like that. Um, and, um, 
Yeah, and so Cam, Cam, so we have this documentary called Fanny, The Right to Rock by mm-hmm. Bobby Joe Hart. That's playing uh, Friday, May 19th at 5.30 p.m. Um, and we also have a free performance uh, with the band, a, a somewhat, re, a kind of reunion uh, at the Yerba Buena Gardens um, in collaboration with the Yerba Buena Gardens Festival, um, who put on free programming throughout the year, FYI. Um, and so it's it's going to be amazing. We're bringing the band back together and we're also going to um, uh, showcase uh, local talent as well. So we have Ruby Abara, who's going to be our MC. She's been collaborating with Fanny um, in the past year or two um, at their film screenings and their shows. Um, and we have this new up and coming young rock band called People and the Cats, and they are just so talented. The lead singer is 12 years old, moving into 13, <laughs> you know? And so it's just, it's just really amazing to see. So that's free 99. So bring your friends and Bring a picnic man. We'll have vendors there. Free ninety nine. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. <sighs> um, and, and we also have, um, of course, Larry the Musical. Uh, they're pr- the world premiering this year at the Brava Theater. So we're going to do a sneak peek. Uh, we'll have a conversation with the production team. Um, we'll sh- we'll highlight a couple of new songs that they've been producing. Um, Larry the Musical is about uh, labor activists. Um, we have uh, Milk, a.k.a. Connie Lim, uh, Asian-American singer-songwriter, wrote this song called Quiet that just totally ballooned and went viral uh, during the Women's March 2016, 2017, I believe. Um, and so we have a documentary about that experience. Uh, Milk will be there, she'll do the performance. Um, and, and and we have our closing night party, of course, uh, with So Lovely, uh, queer uh, artist lineup. There's still so much going on. Yeah, yeah, y'all need to come out and show out. Everybody needs to show up. Yes. I <laughs> yeah, agree. I'm so excited. I've definitely, yeah, never been this excited about a festival in a long time. So thank you. And um, before I move on, I want to say the, the fact that you thought you weren't doing as much as you have in the past and you're actually doing more. I think that says a lot about you. I think that means that you're a great director. I love your energy. Um, anyways, uh, I want to get into the Bay Area specifically and Bay Area the creative community here and why the Bay Area is a perfect breeding ground for this festival and what you're trying to do with these experiences. Okay, we're going deep. <laughs> <laughs> so my impression and understanding of the Bay Area came when I was a student in college on the East Coast, learning about Asian American organizing and communities. You know, I was taking the three Asian American literature classes that my school offered. <laughs> um, and I, I learned in the Bay Area that um, this was where the ethnic studies movement started um, so that we could even have ethnic studies uh, nationwide. Um, this is where um, one of the first uh, movements that brought together all these pan-Asian groups together, um, we, sh- we showed a documentary last year called Free Cho Suli um, around this uh Korean who was uh, wrongfully imprisoned. And so the community rallied around that to free him. As a college student, I was like, I have to go to the Bay Area. I need to be a part of this. And there's just so much organizing happening. There's so many Asian American uh, nonprofits, uh, community groups, artists, and leaders, and visionaries. And I just and 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 at the time, I was living in D.C. and we have an Asian American community there too as well. But 
it just wasn't quite at the level that the Bay Area. I need to get there. I need to get to California. <laughs> Apparently, that's where all the Asians are. Um, and so, and so, just, just, and, and of course, like the history of San Francisco. San Francisco Chinatown. Um, I think about the Tenderloin neighborhood and how this is where a lot of our Southeast Asian refugees uh, first, you know, came and 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 um, you know they were they they lived there in the Tenderloin. This is where the Vietnamese were, uh, the Laotians, the Cambodians. Um, you have. A newspaper like the Tenderloin Times, that was like the first uh, newspaper that had all of these languages, Vietnamese, uh, <clears throat> Khmer, you know, all of that. And so and so and, and I don't know any I'm sure other Chicago, Seattle, like L.A., they have their own rich Asian-American histories as well. But for me, I just gravitated towards the Bay Area for all of these reasons. And I and I think this is and, and Cam, Cam has been in existence for for the last 42 years because of this creative um, reading ground that we have that has made an organization like CAMP possible, that has made CAMP Fest possible. We're 41, we're moving into 41st year now. Um, and, you know, I think about um, this year with everything everywhere all at once, you know, winning mm -hmm. all or being nominated and winning um, all of those awards and, 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 and in a way, our community is more visible in the mainstream than ever before. But we cannot forget that Camp Fest and CAM and organizations like ours has been in existence for such a long time. And we've been doing this work at the community level, at the grassroots level. Um, and so I, you know, and, and, and yeah, and so it's just, it's just really exciting, you know, and, and I think, you know, and we have to be able to meet this moment. Um, and that's why I think, you know, we're just so ambitious, really do want people to see what our communities have to offer. The feeling I'm getting, Twee, and I, it was at the launch party and it's zooming in with you now. And then, you know, we bumped into each other at the past live screening. You're bringing an energy that was a little bit maybe missing to Cam, I feel. I'll say that. And I, I am here for it. I also want to say that it feels like once, thank God that movie came out. <laughs> thank God for that movie. I feel like it's time or it's the time that now Asians are viewed in a really different way and like, oh, we can also have fun and we're fucking awesome and we're creative and we're all of these things. Um, do, are you feeling that way? Yes. Um, and, and to your point, your first point, Erin, I want to say that I... I, I have to really honor my predecessors and everyone who came before me at Camp Fest, um, you know, especially past festival directors, Chiwei and Masashi. Masashi, who have, yep. Masashi, yeah. I mean, Masashi's been doing this for 11 years and they have really built the foundation for all of this to be possible. And they have been working tirelessly, you know, especially when people didn't really know as much about our Asian American community on, on that national platform. Mm. Um, and so I really have to honor that. And because of that, what we're doing right now is possible. I think they have really helped to push CAM and CAM Fest to a place, uh, into a really expansive place uh, for us to be able to bring in all this kind of programming. Um, 
to your to your other point um, about um, again just just taking us to the next. I really feel um, that I am I, I am so of this moment. I often ask, oh, is there another time period that I would like to live in? I'm like, no, <laughs> like this is it, <laughs> this is it. Because for me, like this is this is it because it's just so exciting. Like all of the intersections of um, activism on an organizing level, all the creative talent that's out there right now, even seeing a film like Joyride um, that is putting Asian American sexuality on full display um, in that level. Um, and, and you know, like our community has, has had so much stigma around sex and sexuality. Mm -hmm. And so it's been really exciting to see us get to a place where we could talk about it and see it front and center. And I'm just so, and and I think, you know, and our community is so multidisciplinary, so intersectional artists or actors, they are comedians. Um, and, and, and I think we're finally coming to a place where we are, we're becoming, we're in the process of becoming and we're self-actualizing as a community and individually yeah, in, real in real time. I know we're all part of this bitch talk. <laughs> I mean, 10 years ago, you would not have a podcast. But we did. Right? <laughs> it was 10 oh, years, years ago. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Y'all are pioneers. We are. Pioneers. We're the OGs, Twee. We you recognize that. We're the golden girls. No one even you started knew. This. The, you started no one this. knew what the fuck this was 10 years ago. And they're still trying to figure it out. And so yes, <laughs> yes, so are we. And yes, shout out to the predecessors at Campfest because they, you know, they brought us on, I don't know, 2017, 2018, Shar, yeah. something like that. So yes, and shout out to Masashi, Ange. But I do like your point of um, representation wise, it, we're getting more, a, a bigger spotlight than ever before, but that doesn't mean that we weren't here before. <laughs> I mean, Camp Fest specifically 41 years ago, but the talent has always been there. We just never were able to get our foot through the door. So um, on, on that note, as the director, how do you even begin to filter through which stories get to be told when you want to just be able to tell all of them? Oh, my God. <laughs> such a hard question. <laughs> no, I know, but it's such a good question. Um, and it's something that I've been grappling with on a deep personal level um, because I'm a gatekeeper, you know? I'm a gatekeeper now. Um, and I have this privilege and power to really shape the festival. Um, and it's not just me. Um, you know, I work again in collaboration with our programming team um, and other folks as well. So it's, it, is, it is a collaborative collective process. And also, I'm still a gatekeeper, you know, um, as the festival director. Um, and so part of our process is always trying to push um, to um, highlight um, even um, to highlight uh, underrepresented voices and communities. And I think and, and I think that is a big conversation that our organization, and our teams ha are having and still continue need to have. We need to have every year. Um, as to, okay, well, who, who are the communities that, you know, that have been such a critical part of Camp Fest in the past? Who have we really championed and highlight? And who else do we also need to share this platform with? Who have not had that as much? Um, we, we, we do, in terms of our curatorial process for films, we have a submission process, which is open um, to everyone. Um, we, and so, and so, um, a lot of our, our selections come from there. It also comes from um, 
what is in existence right now? Like what are the new films and new projects that are coming out? Um, and so with film, um, I uh, we, we choose from, from that pool. But in terms of food and music, uh, there's a bit more and ideas, uh, thinking about our industry panels or conversations our visionary conversations and talks, uh, we have a lot more flexibility there in terms of who we're able to uh, welcome and invite in. And with that, I, I do really, you know, I'm always trying to, we're trying to uh, champion, of course, you know, Southeast Asian voices, Muslim voices, um, the, uh, and more, and, and just the, and it's Pacific Islander voices as well, uh, with our collaboration with our sibling organization, PIC, Pacific Islanders in Communications, we have a showcase with them. And so we, we try to um, champion these other communities and voices through our collaborations, um, and just also seeing what is here in the Bay Area and in and collaborating with those organizations and artists as well. Okay, before we wrap, it was reminded, I was going through my, my Gmail or the Bitch Talk Gmail, which Ange would have a heart attack with because it's like 20,000 emails. Anyways, but I was Googling <laughs> your name and I was like, wait, there is a Twee Tran that we were connected to in early February of 2019. And you were, you were doing stuff. Uh, you weren't at CAM just yet. And you had pitched us on some stuff. And then I dug a little further and I was like, I totally remember this. Granny Cart Gangsters. Gangsters. <laughs> gangsters. You're, you're, you're a comedy troupe. Oh, my yes. God. Can you revive that? Oh, can, granny, can oh. maybe Ange. I'm throwing Ange into the fire. Can she be a part of it? Oh, Why gosh. me? I have nothing to do with this. Because I think you'd have tweet. fun. It's hilarious. <laughs> okay. Granny Cart Gangsters is alive and well. Um, oh, good. Okay. I, it, I, I, it, it isn't my comedy group um okay I yes i am part i am part of it it is spindle it is it was created by really amazing comedians producers and actors of bindle stiff studio um and so bindle stiff is a filipino american theater here in the bay i believe they're the, like the only one in the country um and so and and yeah and and actually this is our 10 year 10 we have our 10 year anniversary oh you guys show. are 10 years old too yes i know when uh, I think I think it's in August. I think it I think the show's in August, September. Check back. Um, but um, the I have I've had to take a step back um, in the last couple of years. Um, and it's You're a little busy. Mostly. Yeah, I've been a little busy. But the but the granny car is alive and well, and we have an amazing, incredible uh, lineup for y'all as well. So that show is happening. Honestly, granny car is such an amazing space because it allows. Um, you know, we're everyone is just so busy, but when it comes to granny cart, um, folks um really make the make the time and effort to make space for it because this is this is also part of our um just being being creative, having the opportunity to be creative, um, to make to make all these <laughs> to laugh about just to laugh in general. We need more of that. Um mm -hmm. and the women that I work with, I mean women and non-binary folks that we work with with are just so and create with are just so fun and open and raunchy and again i was talking earlier about asian american sex and sexuality on full display i mean granny cart granny cart is it like we do not shy away we do not shy away from talking about any of that um we're talking about pooping we're talking about our periods we're talking about <laughs> we're, we're talking welcome about sex. We're yes <laughs> yes yeah um so yeah oh my gosh that's so crazy erin that <laughs> we were you know already connected several years ago um i know 
Yeah, no, I really, I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate y'all bringing up Granny Cart, and I, I have so much love for, for our little collective. Yeah, I mean, we're, we'll have to talk about that after, you know, you're 53, no, how many is it again? How many? 55? 55? 55 programs, 55-ish, 55-ish. We'll talk about all that after. all the receptions, and. Oh my God, well, I. Thank you so much for jumping on with us on a Friday morning and, you know, we're kind of awake. Um, I really appreciate you, Twee. Uh, we've been speaking with CAM Festival and Exhibitions Director Twee Tran. And CAM Fest runs May 11th through the 21st. Yes. Can't wait to see y'all there. Thanks for joining us on today's show. You can find more information about this episode in our show notes. If you're missing us, you can visit us at bitchtalkpodcast.com to sign up for our newsletter and buy us a cup of coffee. Did you know we're also on the radio? You can find us at bff.fm. And lastly, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All the cool bitches are doing it. podcast is a proud member of the bff.fm podcast network learn more at podcast.bff.fm bff.fm best frequencies forever